All right, let's do this. Patricio Mendoza. Welcome to your Dino Dad chat. How are you doing today? I am doing grand. How are you doing today, Dino Dad? Oh, you know, I woke up and then I went back to sleep because uh, I realized I got nobody to hang out with today. <laughs> it is one of the, it is like, it, it, it's a, it's, I guess it's like a literal, it's not a dependence day. It's more of a very solo independence day. Maybe like a, a feeling of codependence to some degree. Cause I was like, I want somebody to hang out with. So uh, this is it. This is, um, this is the only uh, real interaction I am going to have for, for today. So, oh, because we uh, all know online interactions always end well. That that that's right. Um, we 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 could uh, we could you can just text me later and ask me if you up. <laughs> you I, up? You out? Oh, what are you wearing? Uh, uh, yeah, I I will probably be watching the rest of the um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That's what I began last night. Oh, uh, I hadn't watched that yet, and I was like, well. Uh, during the divorce, still I still have access to Disney Plus, so. So at least you got to keep that half. <laughs> I get, the, I get to keep the seven dollars. I'm, I'm gonna lose that too. I'm gonna lose <laughs> Disney, but it's gonna be Disney minus me, uh, at some point. It's gonna be yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, now they, uh, now they like package Disney Plus with uh, Hulu and ESPN, so. It's like maybe she'll get ESPN, you keep Disney Plus, and then you guys have to find a way to timeshare the Hulu. One of you gets it on weekends. I, I, I think this will be the reason that we uh, can't do like arbitration without uh, a judge present. This is gonna, gonna, gonna. This is gonna be the thing. Like, you know what? She's like, fuck it. He can have the kids, but he can't have the ESPN and Hulu way. Um, no, he can't have the subscription services. Yeah, she, she's like, and, and she's gonna be. In fact, I don't want him to have Disney Plus. He's gonna have to figure out some other way to entertain our kids besides having them watch um, Mickey Mouse's uh, Clubhouse, which I do enjoy. Have you ever watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Uh, I've. I used to work at a Disney store. Man, they had Mickey Mouse oh. Clubhouse playing in the background on like a. They had a little theater set up where kids could pick clips. Uh -huh. And uh, stuff that would go on the big screen. Uh -huh. And usually, uh, a lot of the time, kids would play the hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Diggity dog. dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know that. There's a whole dance to it. Like, Goofy really knows how to screw that one up. <laughs> They're all, like, doing their thing. And then he's just, you know, kicking his legs out. Like, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, there's, like, the, the Dow of uh, Winnie the Pooh or whatever. Or the, and I'm kind of trying to figure it out with, like, Goofy. Like, what? deep down like, like you think, yeah go you tell me your uh, psychological analysis on goofy i think goofy is kind of like the everyman he's like the he's the working man is yeah. what it is and yeah and we nobody often... can really tell what he is either they're like is he a dog is he a cow you know uh he, no he's he, a dog he's a hound dog he's like a hound dog that's been like very very beaten up by life but he still takes it in stride i mean there's Did, all those goofy shorts where he 10 12 20 different jobs yeah 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 
he works a lot of different. He has a lot of hats, and then he has a son who is embarrassed. That movie is actually pretty touching. It's about a father and son trying to connect, and and Goofy's divorced. Go. Goofy is divorced. He, Goofy like, is son, you, Noah. Goofy is me. <laughs> I am Goofy. I am Goofy. I am Goofy. <laughs> Goofy, and that's I have how we start the podcast with uh, Dino Dad crying. <laughs> I, I I need to find out who does the voice for Goofy, and then just have him on my podcast and ask him how he does it. How how does he do it? How does he I, stay so happy? Oh, he he just turns that on on the fly. I I've met him once actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name, and I feel so embarrassed because we shook hands and everything. Oh, you met you you didn't just meet. Like Goofy at Disney. I thought no, you were... I met the actual uh, voice actor. Well, you know, the thing is, is I have a computer right here. Who... Bill Farmer. Who? who? Bill Farmer. That's who I met. Who is Bill Farmer? Okay. Yeah. I like this now. Let me see. Does he kind of look like? Sometimes they look a little bit like. Yeah, he kind of does. I yeah. see it. I see the resemblance. He kind of looks like Goofy. <laughs> it was very... <laughs> It was one of those situations where uh, I've worked a lot of odd jobs. I used to work at a, I, I guess legally I can say it because it's been a year since I've been employed by Disney. Uh, I used to work at Disney World as part of their college program. Oh yeah. And I was uh, one of the, I was one of the people that was in between where the fast pass line and the standby line met mm-hmm. before he actually went into the character section and he got to meet Mickey Mouse at the Town Square Theater. That was a special talking Mickey. Oh wow! There was this guy making a commotion in the fast pass line, uh, where it was like, "Do you know who this guy is? Do you know who this guy is? Why are you making him wait? Why are you making him wait?" It's like mm-hmm. I have to make him wait because we need the queue to empty out first before I bring you to the uh, actual character correspondence. And um, and I went to see what the commotion was right in the front of the line. There was this family and there was this guy who had to be like a son-in-law because no no like regular kid makes that big a deal about their own parent, no matter how successful they are. No, no. It, it has to be a son-in-law married in the family, probably hasn't paid a few bills. Who knows? I don't know their situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, or or they uh, are just are just trying to get their parent to love them still. Exactly, trying to get their parent to love them, but they're substituting it with the father-in-law's love. Did- so there was this uh, one guy, his girlfriend or wife, and then this older fella in the middle. And I was like, "Come on, you work here. Do you know who this guy is?" And he's pointing to the older man in the middle, and I was like, "No, I can't recall off the top of my head." And uh, he reaches his hand out and says, gosh, nice to meet you. And it just clicked right away. And I was like, oh, my God. It's Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer. And you knew his name. You're like, oh, did they train you that? They're like, you got to know these names and these people. Because sometimes Bill (laughs) Farmer will stop by. No, there was no training whatsoever uh, for what to do in that scenario. (laughs) So Bill Farmer is still around, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, still, he's around. still around. Wow, he's been active. Was there another? Must have been another Goofy before him, because there that that. I mean, but he just must be the one that's known. Uh, he's the he's the current Goofy, and I think he's been doing it for probably the longest uh, right now, because the I think the very first one is Pinto Kovig. 
Uh, do you know, you want a little more history here? Yes. All right. Do you know what Goofy was originally called? What was he originally called? Originally known as Dippy Dog, spelled with a W, so D-A-W-G, the character's more commonly known as Goofy, a name used in short films and series. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. In the 1950s cartoon, he usually, he, he played a character. Goofy played a character of himself. Okay. He usually played a character called George G. Geef or Geef. G-E-E-F. Wow. 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 This goes deep. George G. Geef. And one of the first questions that people ask up here is, the second one is, is Disney's Goofy a dog or a cow? I'm going to see what people say. The <laughs> This is this is what we're doing today. Uh, we're just yeah, this is it. To... I'm going to get to the real questions about Disney Far trivia. Farmer clears. Uh, Bill no, Farmer this clears... is the real question. It, oh, right oh he he is not a dog. Bill Farmer says he's not a dog. What he seems to be in the canine family in the same way that a wolf is not a dog, but they are also are in the canine family. Okay, so because I was wondering about his relationship to Pluto. Why is Pluto more? dog-like and and why can't like goofy just like communicate why can't goofy and pluto like hang out like at the bar well i mean why can't we communicate with apes i'd invite an ape out to the bar i'd let them do an open mic <laughs> <laughs> you get a you get a monkey up there an ape up there and he's like What's the deal with bananas? Why are they yellow? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld chimpanzee. Exactly. Chimpanzee Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get on to questions. That was a fun little way to begin this. But this is when I ask everybody now. I used to, and it's, it came up because when I interviewed uh, Derek Shane, and I was like running out of things to ask because I was just happy he was on there. But this is the question I ask Who are you? Patricio Mendoza. I, oh God, we're starting with the existential stuff. Mm -hmm, that's where I go. I start with that. And then we go back to talk about, you know. Uh, well, I am a human being. I'm mm -hmm. composed of 70% uh, water, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, something along those lines. Uh, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm an actor and comedian uh, living in Washington State. <laughs> Mm -hmm. at the moment uh i find uh, a lot of my humor th through like uh, just real things that have happened in my life i take whatever life throws at me and try to find the funny in it sometimes it works a lot of the time it doesn't um yeah that's I'm, a good uh, one yeah i was reading some of your uh, bio here and um you have this self-deprecating style of humor takes what life throws at you finds it funny you pitches back some laughter uh oh you're also a novelty mug collector That's yes it. tell me that, about that, that is right i also uh collect novelty mugs i just get a kick out of like getting like when i'm at a plate and i'm not talking about like the starbucks mugs. starbucks mugs are too easy they're everywhere no you got to find the really weird stuff you got to yeah. go to like a you got to go to like a gas station but not like a 7-eleven or something like a little mom and pops gas station yeah. usually you'll find something like about that area yeah common like phrasing or something like that or even like landmarks that you wouldn't even think about um take for example uh i was in key west I took a trip down to Key West once and uh, once and there's all these little 
little things in Key West that people don't think about. Like there's the zero mile marker, the southernmost point of the U of the oh. U.S. But then you also have uh, Ernest Hemingway's house down there as well. Oh yeah. There's this little uh, one room theater that had this statue of Marilyn Monroe in the front of it. Uh huh. And uh, the mug that I picked up there, it had all those little things just printed on it. Very simple, very... Uh, and sometimes, uh, again, I used to work for Disney, so I just got like a bunch of weird-shaped novelty Disney mugs as well. Yeah, so this is your 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 like unusual thing one day when... Um, not unusual, but it's, well, it could be that. But when one day when you are on um, whatever, what was it that show, Celebrity Cribs? They're going to go to you. You're like, hey, here's my bedroom. And here is my walk-in closet with all Full my novelty, novelty mugs. mugs. Like, I don't, I've never taken a sip out of them, but here's my weirdest one. Oh, no, that'd be a waste. You always take a sip out of them. Oh, you do? I have a... Uh... Yeah, I, I use them. Like, you know, I have no use for anything that I cannot use. Okay. Um, unless it's like a unless it's like a painting or a picture or something. It's usually something that reflects my interest. But it, I never like buy a mug without the intention of pouring coffee in it one day. So so you could do a little like book called mug shots. <laughs> I could, it's just pictures of uh of me holding a mug yeah except it's in different it's places like... close-up so you just get the mug and nothing else no i want you in it like a calendar like patricio mendoza's mug shot calendar like you <laughs> like you're sitting on the toilet like you actually taking like an actual mug shot with your mug sitting um, on that that actually might make some good merch yeah, if I yeah. ever get to the point of like doing merch for shows or whatever. It's like, yeah. and here's my fireman calendar of mugs. <laughs> it's getting a, just do all puns. It's getting a little muggy in here. <laughs> getting a little muggy in here. Uh, welcome to Mugtober. Mugtober. Uh... August. Oh my goodness. So. You've been doing comedy for how how long now? A uh, year and a half. Holy cow! And you have been participating. You've already participated in funniest motherfucker comedy and a cause cash for comedy, as well as being a finalist in the twenty second annual Funny Fest competition. You went to Calgary. Cool. I flew out to Calgary for a weekend to participate in uh, Funny Fest. Wow! Uh, and that was that was crazy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Literally what happened was uh, they had a bit of a Zoom audition Zoom audition situation where uh, they where uh, you had to set up like a Zoom sit. You basically had to do a Zoom show. They uh -huh. had an audience that was watching the Zoom show and yeah. judges that and a panel of judges there that were kind of uh, judging your performance as well. I did five minutes for that and um, they 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 liked my they liked my stuff a lot i was probably also the only one that had the foresight to like plug in an ethernet cable to my computer mm -hmm. so i had the stable connection of uh everyone there uh, oh, that that, that was a that was that a was crazy smart. experience yeah that's smart no wi-fi man no no choppy shit no not not for that i'm even using my ethernet cable for this uh for this call right now because oh, good. I, I am not so if the choppiness happens it's <laughs> on me I, I don't have an ethernet cable not not there yet in my life um 
So I, you know, I was thinking this as you're talking because I really do. I don't know. I remember when you came to the water wheel and I was like, this, this dude's fucking awesome. He, you're so fat because there was a pace to the night and then you changed it up. I think you're at the end, but it got me thinking like, you know, I know you said kind of your process is talking about real experiences, but do you have like a, what am I trying to ask? Like a kind of format to how you see the jokes. And cause I'm actually trying to, to, to learn a little bit more. Cause I tell my stories, but I, I, I kind of, run dry because i don't know how to end them but, so uh, go ahead so for me um i i can't really get into like a lot of lawn form story jokes that's not usually my thing so i try to condense it down as much as i can and a lot of it a lot of the time when i'm first working on material it ends up being like this really long bit and for me, the process is more about like taking that long bit and trying to whittle it down to just what are the funny parts? Where are the peaks in mm -hmm. that story? Yeah. And so that way, as much it is, is, as it is you telling a story, one long-winded story with one big punch at the end, mm -hmm. you're telling a story with several little punches along the way. Yeah. So take for example my whole bit about moon Knight. i open it up talking about collecting comics not everybody mm -hmm. collects comics but comics is also a common word for comedians yeah so to clarify it to the audience i'm not talking about kidnapping comedians and trying to keep them in near mint condition yeah <laughs> uh, and a yeah, lot of comedians they have problems so i take that information and i go and that's kind of a fruitless effort because most comedians come damaged out of the box and that's a term that everybody can understand because we've all bought something that it comes in worse condition than what we wanted it to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, be it a microwave, a toaster, or something like that. And then I kind of like divide it up into into little other bits. Then I go into go into going for the obscure shit. Everybody mm -hmm. has a Batman joke. I do like yeah. a little Batman joke. Too yeah. easy. Rather, I go for Moon Knight, who's a little bit more of a obscure character. He got a Disney Plus show recently, again, yeah. playing on stuff that everybody knows. Then I describe him for the audience. Uh, what are the three key features that one would kind of have, like, one of which I'll emphasize. So it's like he's a psychedelic Egyptian-themed Batman, complete with a white hood and cape. That yeah. creates an image. Uh, that creates an image in people's head. Always wondered why they gave him a show and not a movie. Cosplayers ruin everything. If a bunch of dudes in white hoods and capes flooded movie theaters, uh. that'd be really bad for PR. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm playing with the imagery, but I'm not flat out telling them what I want them to think. I'm leading them on that on yeah. that trail. Yeah. Uh, and then for like the big closer. Uh, I use like a couple other information and uh, but they shouldn't worry about the PR for Moon Knight because he's one of the few Jewish superheroes uh -huh. and he's played by Oscar Isaac, a Guatemalan actor. So you have a Jewish superhero with Egyptian theming played by a Guatemalan actor. That's like a hat on top of a hat on top of a yarmulke. <laughs> and that's the that's the big punch because it ropes all the information together. Yeah. So the character's Jewish. The character is Jewish. Um, 
it's it's weird because I, I'm a it's big. It's so comic unrealistic, book guy. though. It's so unrealistic because a Jewish guy couldn't yeah. do anything he does. It's just that's just the nature. It goes it goes with our profile. Anyhow, <laughs> there's no no way we back out of that fight pretty fast. Well, that's probably why they hired a Guatemalan actor to play him. Then, <laughs> yeah. No, just imagine like me, like all right, all right, I gotta get all right. I wasn't. I, I'm having weird dreams. I don't, I don't. I'm having weird dreams. Shut up! I, I think I'm supposed to. I think I have a special purpose here. Come on, <laughs> come on, rally with me, Jews. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Why am I serving an Egyptian god? They, they really, they re yeah, well, they really like went away from being Jewish with his kid. They, like he would be like, his mom would be calling him, Ma, come on, Ma, come on. Well, that's like, why you like, never call me. You never call me Mooney. Don't call me Mooney. That's your name, Mooney Nighty. Ah, anyways, that's how I go with that. Because uh, that, that's my experience. That's how with you Jewish. would take it. Yeah. So, so now you have a bit about like how unrealistic this portrayal of a Jewish superhero is like. My problem is I can never remember these. Like I, I go, I write down like a story. I'm like, shit. Well, how does this thing go? I don't know. I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk about masturbating with my tears instead. <laughs> that's, that's about yeah. that. That, that's my life. Is, is is not really masturbating with my tears. That that was just actually that whole bit. No, that's not your life. That's my life. It's a, yeah, well, I'll I'll give you some tears sometime. <laughs> we just exchange tears. See where we exchange go tears. There. I know it makes me feel like I'm a different person. Yeah, <laughs> but it, that's interesting that you say like you don't you don't write it down or something that makes it tricky to remember. That that's something that kind of helps me, but it's also a bit of a hindrance. Yeah, uh, sometimes is that when I'm working out a bit for the first or second time on stage, if it's not something that I have down to a science i do write it i do write it out yeah uh, before i go up and i break it down by like bullet points you have the opening line bullet point that goes into that bullet point goes into that bullet point goes into that bullet point goes into that and that sort of establishes a bit of a rhythm that i try to follow for how to do that joke like and it mm -hmm. also highlights what are the what are the peak moments to this to this story okay all right. Well, I uh, see what I did today is I was texting a friend about something that happened last night after I left uh, Greg's mic. And and he wrote, that's funny. I'm going to read it to you and maybe you can help me. Is that okay? Sure. All right. Why not? I'm, I love workshopping. All right. Let's workshop it. I haven't done this before in a podcast. Okay. So last night after the mic, I went back over to the Shanghai room because uh, I thought I, I couldn't find my bike helmet. I was like, oh, they're doing karaoke. And then he's a, you know, I'm just sitting down, like, and uh, I just happen to sit down by this woman, and um, I won't say her name in this. Let's just call her Fanny. I don't know. That's not her name. Um, anyhow, she, she, I was having this nice conversation with her, and um, what did she say? She said to let. Okay, I, I was having a nice conversation with her, and it was going on for a while, and. Um, and I thought it was really going really well. And then what happened is, is that I was talking to her and I was just like, man, like we're getting to like these good moments in this conversation. And so then it got to that part at the end where I was like, ah, this is like the awkward part where I feel like I want to ask you out. 
and um, I'm wondering if you want to hang those out. Butterflies in the stomach. Huh? Well, I didn't have any of those feelings. I was just like, this is good conversation. Like we're making eye contact. We're she's laughing at what I'm saying. She's listening. I'm asking her questions. This is a nice conversation. And then she says, "Oh my," she said, "I am very, very married." And I was like, "Oh man!" And she's like, "Don't worry, you are a wonderful guy." And then she said, "She said to let her know when she, when I would use this situation in her my comedy routine." I told her she comes next week's show. I totally use it and talk about what what it's like to what it's like to date in this situation. Now the only way that I'm in no now the only women that I am into are married. But I've learned they are the best of practice for me is talking to these married women because it's just about the same as talking to a single woman that has no interest in me. <laughs> and then they always compliment me by saying, you're an interesting guy. Uh, thanks, but that's code for interesting enough to have no interest in at all. But mm-hmm. I I was trying to figure out how to like tell this story because I talk a lot about trying to date. And then, it's like, yeah. and then I finally meet somebody that seems perfect. And she's married. What do you think? I do think uh, you need to tighten it up to get to the to get to the reveal that like, oh, she's she's married uh-huh. because uh, a lot of like jokes and a lot of comedy is sort of about your you're leading the audience on one path. And then where the punchline or the joke or the laugh comes in is when you take them on a different direction entirely. Yeah. So. At first, we need instead of going through the whole thing, like I went, I went to the Shanghai room. Sometimes that specificity, that specificity works. I think in this situation, you could just say, "So I was sitting at a bar." Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people sit at a bar. Yeah. Uh, so I was sitting at a bar. That's like your first, your yeah. first line there. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm single, but I like to interact with. I like to interact with the ladies a bit. I'm sitting next to this woman. Describe the woman a bit. Um, if she's going to be there, maybe fudge the details a bit. And from I don't know. That... She might not even care because she's going to bring her husband too, and I'd be okay. Would... She's going to, and bring I might husband. end it with, and like I might just tell it, and then then I'll, you know, and maybe change the details about her, and and just so you know. The joke was inspired by this lovely couple right here. <laughs> you do that if it's successful. Yeah. <laughs> or if it isn't. I don't know. Do yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, so I was sitting at this bar, sitting at this bar. You know me, I'm a ladies' man. I like to talk to I like to talk to the women. I'm a big I'm a big talker. And I find this beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Blonde blonde hair, brunette, what? Blonde. She had she had blonde hair. Blonde hair, blue eyes? Uh yes, we actually talked about that because she was talking about like her German heritage. Okay, blonde hair, blue eyes, completely German, and I'm a completely German, and I'm a masochist, and I'm a Jewish masochist, so that's okay for me. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you could be a Jewish masochist in that in that situation because then you also play with like a bit of that trait, those a bit of that trait, those expectations. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh maybe mask is completely my case and you're also uh, i mean i'm self-loathing and it's easier to self-loathing. be self-loathing when somebody loathes you already okay. I, fall, I don't fall in love i fall in loathe or something you fall in love <laughs> blonde hair blue eyes german heritage 
blonde hair, blue eyes, Jewish hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, German heritage. So someone that hates me as much as I hate myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. All right. I'm writing this down. Me. I'm writing this really? down. That's why they're silent. You got to keep laughing. You have to laugh. So okay, much. I have to keep laughing to fill the emptiness. <laughs> Nobody listens to a podcast for the silence. Uh... <laughs> who, 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 who like it's, it's it's time for them to reflect. Like I'm giving yeah. you, I'm giving the, the the listeners time to laugh. Like it's a it's a real show. We're doing yeah, like as if it's a real show. Oh, geez, that's that's not. <laughs> so then, how do we get to that next? to that next beat the fact that all she's right, married all right. uh, so you're talking this talking this woman up she has a lot of uh she has a lot of opinions on jewish people and i just uh -huh. so happen uh or she doesn't who knows so i'm talking to this woman and you know what i'm eh, talking to this woman and you know what i think it's going great she's a great laugher she never breaks eye contact always looks for my wallet um <laughs> doesn't break eye contact it always looks for my wallet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sort of riffing with it for a bit. Uh, always looks for my, always looks for my wallet. Always looks for my wallet, and I think it's going great. So I decide to shoot my shot. I say, "Hey, do you want to go out sometime?" And she says, "Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm married." And it's like perfect. You're exactly my type. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I love the married types. And then she said, I'm sorry, but you're, you know what? You're so interested, interested, in, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of repeat the interesting in your head. That's a good way for you to buy some time if you're struggling yeah. to come up with yeah. the, with the right punch for it. Interesting, interesting. She said I was interesting. Yeah. Huh. And every time people say, it's funny because my ex-wife said I was interesting. It turns out she was just interested in half of my stuff. <laughs> and that might be a good way to good way to bring the bring that yeah, punch. And then, in. And then we can talk about interest and half my stuff. And now she's uh using all that money that's gaining interest. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. She said she said I was interested interesting my wife was only interested in one half of my stuff maybe this one is only interested in me yeah or half of me or yeah. or half of me or like find the positive in it as well yeah. because uh it's very and this is this is something i'm working on as well uh where like a lot of my early humor is just self-deprecating and stuff like that i was actually told in a workshop that you need to win sometimes yeah. So find a way to make a punch that makes you a bit of a bit of a winner. Yeah. Uh, that's where kind of like, and that's kind of like where she says she's married, and I'm like, perfect. That's exactly my type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I, I, or even said, like I was at some... I, said, I, I asked her, "Are you sure?" I mean, <laughs> like I think we're like I don't see you talking to your. She's like, yeah, my She said, yeah, my husband's drunk right now, and I was like. <laughs> Like good, you you hang out with him when he's drunk. You can do like the drunk thing with him. You can do. The Is this an open situation or? <laughs> like I I haven't heard you say no. I've heard you say I'm interesting. Heard you say that you're interested. Well, that's it wasn't a no. So you know what? That's there's that little creak of hope there for you. Like, yeah, it's like Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Wait, 
when she says that she's married, you could say, oh, I was too, but believe me, that can change. It's like, like just, just put me down in the Rolodex. <laughs> put me down in the Rolodex. <laughs> no, we, we, that's how old school I am. <laughs> there's there's going to be other comedians that are listening to this and it's like, oh my gosh, this is how you develop bad comedy. <laughs> It's my thing. I like telling. I love. I love it. All my old stuff. I flounder on. I mean, I still flounder on stage. I don't mind. I've never minded. Like, uh, yeah. I love bombing on stage. I, and I love like uh, calling it out. It's like, wow. You know. Well, the that's that's the thing that I find like very funny as well. That's something I learned very early on when uh, I was first starting out. I was just sitting in the back of some shows, taking notes on people and what they do well, what the audience reacts to well. And something that the audience that really can get a laugh out of the audience when you're not expecting it is when you do acknowledge how how you're doing. If you're doing well, if you acknowledge, okay, you guys really like that. That's good. I got some more for you. Sometimes the audience will get hooked on that. But even if you just do a do a joke that's received with nothing but silence, when you're like, okay, that's fine. I guess yeah. I really feel the mood there. Sometimes that will get a chuckle there, maybe some big a big reaction every now and then. Uh it really depends on the room. Yeah, no, I always feel like I'm just getting sympathy. <laughs> sympathy? <laughs> yeah, no, everybody just listens closely. I mean, that's what I noticed last night. And then, you know, and and, and I was it you or that told me to punch it. Somebody told me to punch it up a little bit more. I uh, it wasn't me. I I I think no, I rarely I rarely comment on someone's material unless I'm asked to. No, I yeah, I asked I, I mentioned something to Lucas and he's he said something like, Yeah, you know, you or maybe I can't remember who it was, but somebody said something about punching it up. Like everybody's listening, you're really raw, people like that, but you don't really end on any punchlines. You're just like, Well, that situation sucked. <laughs> so Well, that's why that's why it's important to find the find the punches. And when you do a story, you want to make sure that the big punch is the last one. Yeah. You have several punches leading up to it, and that keeps the audience engaged with what you have to say. And yeah. the last one has to make it worth that journey. Oh, that's right. It's the old that older guy that was there. He he told me what to say. Cause I said Oh, uh, Bob? Yeah. He he came up and he's like, he said. He said, "You got your, you got your, 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 your lines about hitting on women. Like, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I'm coming to eat you out." And uh, I, I loved how Femius is like, "That, that sounds creepy." <laughs> Do you get a chance to like edit this afterwards or anything, or does this just go straight up? This just goes straight up. I don't care. It's a, okay. That's good. So it's just a joke. It's just a joke. I am not really a vegetarian. <laughs> oh no, I was talking about like name dropping the comedians. <laughs> oh, that's I think it's okay. I think they don't okay. mind. I don't I don't think that they mind because uh, not I'm I'm I don't see anything critical about anybody. I say that 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 they they most the most of them have done very good helpful things for me. So that's good. Yeah. So no, they're not. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Anyways, I move on past that. But yeah, I'm um, a lover. Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, Bob told me, he said something like, alliteration never gets the ladies, uh, is what he told me. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe puns, 
puns for panties, puns for... Uh, I call them puns for panties? Punties? Puns for panties or puns for pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just play meow. <laughs> and this is when... This is the moment when uh, it, when the entire female audience just dries up. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. And close. But, but I got some tears for you, ladies. <laughs> Need way? some what hydration? Drink my tears. Look, look, look my face is wet. <laughs> I feel like that's my Norm MacDonald. He just kind of... My face is wet, and he just stares out. Mm. My face is wet. He no, my face is wet, and just pours like a bottle of water all over him. Yes. See, I, I have to. I don't even know. I'm writing all this stuff down. I'll I'll, I'll try to remember it one of these days. All well, right, back to you, recorded. Patricio Mendoza. What does the F stand for? The F stands for Fabian, which Fabian? is uh, oh wow, That's which beautiful. is my middle name. You have a beautiful name. Patricio Fabian Mendoza. Yeah, it kind of all just strings together. Very yeah. uh very like rhythmically. I I had a I had I had a friend friend of mine tell me like he never knew my full name before and then my brother told it to him and he was like, "Oh my god, Patricio, you have the most beautiful name I've ever heard." So, like, okay, need that attention. <laughs> yeah, it is a good name, man. It's memorable. It's good yeah. for it's good for comedy and being an actor or voice actor. Yeah. Oh, you put a, yeah. I was just looking at your pictures. You put up one of your uh, water wheel pictures here. I like. Yeah, it. I did. That's a good uh, shot too. Yeah. I oh, leave, that uh, was a night. Wow. Time. And that's a night that I was not in town for because I see that the picture of Dane is up there when he uh, was the feature. Yeah, was it? Yeah, the nice week. The, the, it, uh, it was either he was that week or the following week. I wanted to see him. I was. Oh so yeah, Dane was the following week. Yeah. Did you go to yeah. that? I didn't go to that. It's like I don't know. There's so many mics in yeah. uh, yeah, in Seattle, and I try to hit as many different ones as I can. Yeah. Because it's like you want to be comfortable. You want to be versatile and comfortable in different rooms. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's good. Yeah, I, I want to make it out to different different ones too. I mean, yesterday was kind of fun because there were multiple ones to check out. Oh um, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to ask you more questions because I like talking to you. I always <laughs> like talking to you. You're such an easy person to. Okay, well, here's what got you into comedy. You oh, wanted dear. to get closer to a woman, but you capitalized the W. So I think that's interesting. Uh. Did I capitalize the W? Why would I do oh, that? Oh yeah, you capitalized the W. I capitalized the W. You, you appreciate was, you. It's because you appreciate woman. Well, it's because I feel like there's a difference between a woman and a girl. You oh, know, yeah. like yeah. girls, they get caught up in the bullshit. They still don't know what they want, uh, what they want to do with their lives. They don't have like, they're missing a drive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and me, I'm not. I'm not interested in, in undriven people. Yeah. Like when you know what you want to do you, and you just, you go for it, you yeah. go for it and you work for it. And to me, there's, that's, that's something that's, uh, that's attractive for me. I'm, I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to driven people, I yeah. guess is what 
I guess is what I would say. And for me, that's like where the difference is between a girl and a woman. A woman knows what they want from their life. They know like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what my goals are. And yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, but that's the reason you got into comedy was for. A that's woman the reason I got goals. into comedy. I uh, wanted to get closer to a woman and I'm going to kind of, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna kind of leave it at that. Okay, okay. I was it's just, a it's I a was, whole story. I, I wasn't sure if this was like a general woman or a woman that you're still trying to get closer to, and you don't have to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I I included in my sets a bit where I say uh, where I say I picked up an entire craft for someone. Isn't that sweet? Then yeah. they got a boyfriend that they moved in with. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a chance, but no. That's right. Okay, that's where all this comes to. I mean, there's, there's, there's something that, that, that you know, I, I've known plenty of people that stayed in that friend zone for a long time, but they, they stuck. There was, they were persistent about being their friend because they knew deep down that that other relationship wasn't going to work out, and they said they were just there. And then the person's like, "Yeah, you were always there for me." Yep, and I still am. Yeah. So, uh. you know. Well, for me, it's like you you reach a threshold in which you can you have to you have to respect yourself as well. Yeah. If that act of trying to be there for someone isn't it isn't quite working out either the way you wanted or you just end up hurting yourself more than yeah. you are helping yourself or the other person, then I think it's important to take a step back. Well, I mean, Justin Bieber said it best. <laughs> you got to go and love yourself. I mean, Justin Bieber is ahead of his time. You know, just if, if, I think that um, he's ahead of his time and past his prime. That, well, you know, you know, I was really hopeful for him because like, I was like, oh, Justin Timberlake became like a like a, a seem, seemingly all right adult. I know he has his weird shit, but it's like maybe maybe Justin Bieber will do that, too. Maybe I'll turn it around, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't need to go too into Justin Bieber. Although uh, Justin Bieber, if you listen to this, you can come to my open mic. You're welcome. You can do five. You yeah, can do five perform minutes. music. No, you can do comedy. You know, no music. You get five minutes, tell a funny story, and get off the fucking stage. That's it. I invited Dave Matthews. I haven't met, taught, said it in person yet, but I have met Dave Matthews. But I did invite. I invite anybody to come do it. I invited Dave Chappelle. Really. Yeah, but I don't think he'll come. Did uh, did you like DM? Did you slide into I DM his DMs? everybody. I DM you DM everybody. everybody. Now we have to specify: is this a Instagram DM or is this like a messenger situation? No, this is Instagram DM. Instagram. So you get that little notification on whether or not it's red. Yes, if it's seen. Is is it seen or red? Yes. Uh, let's check. Let's check. Oh boy, we're checking, ladies and gentlemen. Go to Chappelle. I know Dad is grabbing his phone out. I actually can't tell. There's no Dave. camera in this situation. He's searching Dave Chappelle. That's D A V E C H A P E L L E. We're looking at my messages. There might be a second P in there. I have no idea. No, he he hasn't he hasn't checked anything. He hasn't checked anything. There's no uh, no. He did not look at this. He did not uh, look at that. But 
You know what, mate? Mike Birbiglia looked at my message, though, when I when he posted something about, like, his name was a, um, a, a whatever, the answer in the form of a question on Jeopardy. I wrote him that back and said, we need to have, like, a, a celebrity comedy night on Jeopardy. Then he wrote back, <laughs> Dino Dad Comedy, make it happen. And I was like, I'll try. And then I wrote Jeopardy with my idea and then sent him a screenshot and put a little heart mark by it. So I think I'm in. I think I'm in with Mike, or not? Okay. No. Well, no. I'll I'll look out for those posters that you put up. See yeah, if they're... I'll, I'll, I'll make a poster. <laughs> Mike from Biglia is, is on Jeopardy, courtesy of Dino Dad. <laughs> courtesy of Dino Dad. Yeah, I'll just start taking credit for every. every Absolutely, story. every success that anybody that you've met gets, you get a credit for it. You start asking for. Uh, Start asking for one percent of whatever they earn. Oh, you know what? I was on the wrong profile for Dave Chappelle. So let's let's see if we can have this again. Let's see. Oh, you were. Right, he was Dave. on the wrong profile for Dave. I was Chappelle. wondering why I said it. Uh, oh, I switching? sent him a picture of Cliff Barnes too. Really? That I get his attention. Um. Dave Chappelle, if you're listening, please return Dino Dad's messages. Yeah, He's so lonely. All right, this is what I wrote him like back in August nineteenth. It is worth a shot, but I started doing open mic stand, <laughs> and I don't know exact fucking know exactly why to say what to say because you are you and I am me. But if you are ever in the area, Ballard, Seattle, would love for you to stop by the Water Wheel Lounge on a Wednesday for stand up. And then I wrote happy birthday, and then I sent a picture of Cliff Barnes, and I said, "Meet this man." So. That is the thirstiest DM I have ever heard. What? I, whatever, man. He might he might stop by. I'm not. I mean, Hannibal wrote me back. That was all right. Yeah, man. That that's great. If it works, it works. I mean, I, it, it, you will see. I, I I'm always impressed when people that have some name recognition write me back. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't happen very often. You know, I, I've written so many folks. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen. You you just need to get in touch with their people. Well, uh, sometimes it's just them. I, I keep trying for Mark Marin to like actually respond to me, but um, all I have is that our hands touched each other. That's, oh, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that sounds like a very uh, moment. So I want to hear more about your goals and my I'll goals. Say this Before we do that. You 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 like Conan O'Brien. I like Conan O'Brien. He likes comic books. Uh, his self-deprecation. We love Ricky Gervais. He's yeah. um, he's he 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 says whatever he thinks and still doesn't care. Well, he it's says good. whatever he thinks. And like uh, his most recent special on Netflix, Supernature, I watched that recently. And something that I noticed uh, noticed that he does is that he takes the piss out of everything and it's almost like this mindset that the moment when people are afraid to comment on something that's when you should be making jokes about it yeah uh, or something like that because nothing the moment it's precious is when you need to prove what is we is when you need to not treat it as something that's precious right that's when you need to take the piss out of it Right, you know? right, because then it becomes this thing that we don't want to talk about, and that's what gives us the release. I mean, that's what all these that's comedians did. The release. Release. It's it like, also- oh, they're talking about it. But that's when like people start saying, like, oh, these comedians are like 
philosophers and, and truth sayers. Yeah, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're not, we're not the, the opinion of, of, of what makes the, the, the world, I don't know, function. We're just we're here also to... making you see like how silly everyone is being over such, such trivial, trivial things. Yeah. Or how often we get in disputes about things that don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much so that uh, things that do matter happen without us noticing. Yeah. Get pulled out from under us. You know, it, yeah. No, when I went up to Jai Tai the other night, I, I, I decided, well, I'd already decided to do this, but I decided to, I, I took my, my uh, set from another community that has a lot of energy. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to act like that guy. And I went up there, woo, woo, just not anything like myself. Woo, I'm happy. I'm unrelatable. <laughs> I said, I, I feel great. I'm unrelatable. I'm gonna. I'm privileged and have everything I need. I'm unrelatable. And then How I did said, that work out for you? Oh no. Well, then I just sat down and did my thing, and I just oh, said, okay. okay. I said, now, 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 I, I, because it got kind of dead, and one comedian wasn't telling the best jokes, and uh, got booted from the stage, and yeah. I thought, well, how, how do I um, follow that shit? So that's how I did it. All right. I want to hear about your goals and anything My else goals. you want to plug. And then I'll uh, okay. a little song. <laughs> a little song. A little uh, right now what I'm working on is trying to get a, uh, is trying to have like, not necessarily a solid 30 minutes on stage, but at least be comfortable performing 30 minutes on stage by yeah. the end of August. Because that's where that's what a lot of people are looking for, and that's when that's when more of the paid shows kind of yeah. happen. And uh, I kind of need some cash because one of my other goals is to pay off my credit card after uh, after a short I produced last year. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> another thing to off. do is to marry a very rich woman. Okay. And then, you know, get a good attorney. <laughs> And then make sure that you she owns a house that's worth a lot of money. And then at the end of it, you know, make sure that she uh, pays you out what you did, and then pay off all your debt, and then have enough for a house afterwards. That's that's what really? you should do. That's what I should do. I don't know if this is going to happen for me, but um, if it does, I'm paying down my debt as soon as I can. So, so you know a good attorney. Uh, yeah, I got a good attorney. I, I think so. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. uh, and so, you, yeah. so your goal is to pay off your debt. That's a good comedy move. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, not necessarily entirely using it, but once I pay off, pay off that debt, I want to produce another short. Maybe something that's a little bit more comedic. Who knows? Uh, because I... What do you mean another I, short? You produced a short already? I produced a short film for a 48-hour film festival last year while I was up in Vancouver oh, nice. studying. That's cool. Yeah. We didn't place or anything like that, but it was, I, I enjoyed how it came out in the process of putting it together. Uh, there was a, a bar that I loved going to in Vancouver, the Moose, a metal bar. Mm -hmm. uh, since I was there so often, the owner just let me shoot there for the for the weekend and it was it was a blast it really was a blast i'm very oh, wow. i'm very satisfied with how it came out and i want to do i want to get back into making stuff mm -hmm. you know yeah and i love doing comedy 
uh, I love doing comedy and I started doing it as a means to keep myself creatively engaged in yes. between larger projects. Right. And it's also a great way to get that, those writing juices flowing. Yeah. Cause your mind's always working and thinking of things. Your mind's always working, always thinking things, always making observations, always yeah. trying to find the, find the punches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be- Go ahead. I was saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah yeah like yeah this is cool i like and it. before uh when i was doing when i was trying to write regularly before i started doing comedy everything i was writing was just so morose and depressing and just mm-hmm. very very high school angst angsty mm-hmm. you know um but then uh once i started writing comedy i started finding ways to brighten things up uh, in in my writing so that's why the next short that i produce i adamantly want to make it make it comedic um yeah, yeah. i like that I, I i feel the same way i i i got you know the dino dead have you seen the dino dead care i probably you've probably seen it when i do the dino dead thing when when you like deepen, when you like deepen your voice, make it more gravelly, hey, go for more like the old Jewish New Yorker type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go away. Hey. Well, I hey. this, I, I've had this idea where I want to make like a short cartoon, maybe a Dino Dad, kind of in the style of Archer a little bit, like that drawing style. If I could, okay. But he's 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 the Dino Dad. He believes he's like the, the, you know, the the best comedian in the world that nobody knows about. And he, he and everybody he he the reason that all the famous comedians got to where they were is because they sat down with him and he told them what to do, but they never give him credit for anything. It's and like then the, there's, the funniest guy you never paid for. Yeah, exactly. And he just kind of like wanders around. But uh, and then then there's his uh, arch nemesis Dino Dad, who clearly did steal all of his material, but is like and like there's bo- there's billboards of Dino Dad around town. Dino Dad's like this good looking, you know, Dino Dad, good looking, sort of like Italian. Yeah, he's like, hey, Dino Dad. Hey, hey, you're the one about the guy who cheated on his wife with the woman on the same father. I don't know if he had mommy and daddy issues, but I hear he's in therapy now. Bada boom. And Dino Dad's like, that's my joke. That, that's my joke. You stole but, you but, stole but, my joke and just added a beat a boom. But but how the idea of the show starts is that that like Dino Dad's in an elevator with with animated other like professional comedians or like even just local comedians that are whatever and they're animated and yeah. it gets dark and then like all of the comedians drop dead and then it says and then instead then it goes like 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 earlier in that day that happens then you end up at the elevator with him waiting in line and then when the elevator door opens at the end he always walks into another open mic and it's and what the open mics based upon real places walks in and he's and then the next episode starts with him doing his set you know huh so and then but it but the idea is that there's cameos of other comedians in the other comedians and all that yeah like he runs into them in the sauna or whatever and there, and the sauna know. are different like scenarios yeah, or different, different scenarios and, and the story can expand about dino dad's relationships in the world yeah. and how he kind of wanders around keep keeping he keeps hoping that he'll sell out a stadium one day one day yeah so oh, that's boy. my idea that's my idea huh. and i can't 
I don't know how to get it working at all. But I'm trying to. Yeah. Well. That's well, it's an interesting setup, like ha- making the theme around like as much as it is about Dino Dad, you could be making the whole the whole show about sort of open mic culture. Yeah. And as much as it is you getting cameos from like comedians you know, you could also be commenting on the types of comedians that go to open mics and some of the yeah. different tips or observations Dino Dad makes for it. Maybe yeah. there's like a young open micer in like the first episode or some somebody like you need somebody who's sort of like the entry point into this world of open mics that you're trying to establish maybe yeah. he's sitting next to dino dad and dino's dead you see this guy over here every yeah. time that he feels like a joke isn't going good he coils the the cord for the mic around his shoulder yeah no i could see that as like robbie sure. yeah yeah up there um who messes with stuff but I, I you know and i also thought about even adding like noah in there like like noah's in there and dino dad and noah are aware of each other but that, no they don't really have much interaction it just dies like that noah guy he's such a piece of shit he's talking about you know divorce and blah 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 and he's talking to some other comedians about it nobody really listens to dino dad that much he even tries to hit on women like the married situation so uh, yeah so, or uh, you can make noah your entry point character yeah yeah and it's like, let's welcome to the stage, Dino Dad. <laughs> <laughs> welcome oh, to the no. stage, Dino Dad. I forget what I wanted to say. <laughs> or like, you could even have like a bit of an episode where, or a little bit in one of the episodes where it's like, mm-hmm. he's talking shit about all these comedians. And then the moment that he gets up there, he's like, crap. What was I going to say again? <laughs> what was I going to say? I only have five jokes that I've been telling for 50 years. They've been telling for 50 years. It's Nobody's like, going to give a special for five jokes. No, it's like, yeah, but I know what happened 50 years ago. I got really bad hemorrhoids. That's what inspired my more recent joke about hemorrhoids. Uh, let me tell you about my hemorrhoids. They're very raw, like an egg. <laughs> I ain't tell you about my hemorrhoids. Every time that I get up off of the toilet seat, it looks like it looks like Jesus turned the water to wine in there. <laughs> that was a joke. I can't get up off the toilet seat. Uh, WWJD. I don't know what would Jesus do to. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add, Patricio? Fabian. Patricio Fabian Mendoza. Patricio Fabian Mendoza. I, I'm not saying it right. I'm adding like a weird Italian twist. Don't worry. It's a difficult name. I've heard it so many different ways. I don't even know how it's pronounced anymore. Well, I like how you pronounce it. You have a, <laughs> you, you have a way with, with uh, tonal intonations. Eh, I just play around with it every right. now and then. Well, anything else you want to add? And then I'll play out and then uh, call after this. You can follow me on Instagram for any shows that I'm on. I usually try to put put up a post with all the shows for the month. Uh, you can follow me at to explain later 95 and you can also find me on YouTube with uh, to explain later. And uh, I try to post like my best. I hit up mics almost every day of the week and I try to post my best set of the week on YouTube. Oh, Patricio Mendoza Likes Moon Knight cause he's a Jew and he knows a little about
Thank you. Just to clarify, Moon Knight is Jewish. I am not. (laughs) No, I said Moon Knight is Jewish. You are not. You're probably Catholic or at least raised or something like that. Uh, I was raised Mormon, but I stopped subscribing a long time ago. We didn't even get into that. All right. Well, (laughs) I hope your undergarments are clean. All right. Not tonight they will be. All right. Well, a little dirty undergarments, uh, you know, kind of nice. All right. I'll talk to you. I'm going to give you a call in a minute. Thank you. All right. Good rest of your night. You as well.